Hello and welcome to Money Markets and More with me, Dominic Frisby. And today's piece is called Notes from New Orleans or New Orleans. Um, back in the 1990s, when I was in my 20s, all my university buddies and I wanted to do was travel. We wanted to go everywhere and see the world. The problem was how to pay for it. My solution was to work all year, save up, then having spent Christmas with my folks, get a flight somewhere on Boxing Day or the day after, flights were always very cheap then, and then come back at the end of January. The business I was in at the time, voiceovers, never really got going until mid-January, so I would end up with almost six weeks of backpacking and only miss a couple of weeks of work, if that. My best buddy, who's now a big cheese at Channel 4, so I won't mention his name, went several stages further. He got a job compiling guidebooks for many years. And as a result, he's been to more places than anyone I've ever met across Asia, Africa, Europe, the Americas, you name it. And of all of them, he says he reckons New Orleans, or New Orleans, as I insist on calling it, was the best So imagine my delight when I got an invitation to come and speak at the New Orleans Investment Conference this year. Do I want to go? You betcha! The conference took place last week and I thought it would be of some use or interest to you if I shared some of my observations. First up, I had a great time. The conference, organised by Brian London of the Gold Newsletter and his supremely competent team, lasted four days. There were workshops and events galore, plus a host of great speakers. From celebrated resource investors such as Rick Rule, Brent Cook and Sean Broderick, to macro strategists such as Danielle DiMartino Booth, Peter Bukvar, James Grant and Jim Iorio, to the unorthodox with the likes of Jim Rickards, George Gammon, Dave Collum and Robert Prechter. Over 600 people came and there were 100 exhibitors. I would say the bulk of the attendees were American, over 50 and male. There were a lot of gold bugs in the room and I felt well at home. Plus there was plenty of fun to be had in this most musical of cities by night. And great food too. I'd say the overriding theme of the conference, the subject that would not go away, was the Federal Reserve Bank. How long does it continue to raise rate for? Uh, When does it pivot? And at what point do debt levels become unsustainable? The US has to pay interest on $31 trillion of debt. That surely caps how much further it can raise interest rates. But then it has made clear that fighting inflation is its number one priority. Round and round the subject went. Some argued that it pivots, others that it keeps on raising. There was also plenty of talk about falling real estate prices, commodities, especially base and battery metals, not to mention energy, the strong dollar and the Ukraine war. I find myself on a panel with George Gammon and Jim Rickards about the threat of imminent nuclear war that got very tinfoil hat. When I suggested that, to everyone's surprise, Russia was losing the war in Ukraine, Rickards declared that I had fallen for the propaganda and had become a mouthpiece for the globalist agenda and the new world order. (laughs) Each to their own, I guess. Another theme that cropped up a couple of times was investing in the UK and the opportunities there or here, I should say. The yields on real estate investment trusts are incredible, said Peter Bukvar, and unlike New York, where lots of commercial property is sitting vacant, while many continue to work from home, in the UK it's mostly being used again. 
perhaps most importantly, UK property is looking very cheap to our transatlantic friends, thanks to the strong dollar. I warned about the potential for rising rates here in the UK and the damage it could potentially do to real estate, whether commercial or residential, but Bukvar still felt the UK is looking like an attractive um, proposition at the moment. We have a tendency to denigrate ourselves uh, here in the UK, which is why it's good to go abroad and meet people who see the UK in a much more favourable light. A lot of North American money is going to make its way to Europe and the UK, not to mention Japan, in the not-too-distant future, I would venture. I focused my talk on subjects that I've been covering quite extensively on these pages in recent weeks. Energy, gold and its relevance, or lack thereof, in today's world, and China's monumental gold holdings, and the strong dollar um, superseding all. There were plenty of mining companies there too, exhibiting their wares. I think my favourite was probably a silver mining company by the name of Sierra Madre Gold and Silver, uh, uh, which is a dynamic young management, good broker backing, some promising exploration properties, and has just acquired a silver mine from First Majestic Silver that it's now putting back into production. Pending the closing of the transaction, the stock is currently halted, which is what all silver companies should be. It removes the temptation to buy them. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back with another podcast very soon. Um, this article first appeared at Money Week, as I'm sure you probably know, and a little flag on November the 24th in London, in um, just by Piccadilly Circus at Brasserie Zerdell, in Crazy Cox underneath Brasserie Zerdell. It's a fantastic music venue, and I'm going to be doing a gig with the Gilets Jaunes, um, and I'd love it uh, if you all came along. Um, it's going to be absolutely superb. Uh, thanks very much. Goodbye.